Good morning. Today's class is Leunishmat Yerachmiel Ben Yerachmiel Dino Ben Gedalia, also Bahia Bracha Bet Shmuel, and also Leunishmat Bahia Bat Reina. Bezrat Hashem and also the success of Gadi Yovin Lishava, Shavin Lishava, Evin Lishava, Reina Makavatovasha, and Lishava Banaba. Today's topic, a phenomenal topic, lesson eighty-nine, lesson one seventy-two in the Kutei Moran, and a great book, a small pamphlet from Rabbi Rush called "The Law of Gratitude." Beautiful, beautiful concept. You know, sometimes you read these little pamphlets. I was just reading on the way to show. It was like something really popped to me, and that when, when it popped to me, really triggered the class. And he's saying something beautiful. He's saying here that how gratitude works. Gratitude is above prayer. We always spoke about many times that gr- prayer itself, when a person prays with tears, heaven remove heaven opens up the gates. When a person prays with gratitude, heaven removes the gates. So tears open the gates. Heaven in uh, gratitude open the gates. There's no gates. Remove the gates. There's no gates. Because you see it all as one. And he's saying here, how is it capable to bring salvation to everything? The answer is quite simple. Every deficiency that exists in life is is a concealment of a divine light. Okay? Think about it. Think about this concept. Every deficiency that we're going through is a concealment of the divine light. In order to make up for this deficiency, it's necessary to let Hashem into the place where the divine is hidden. Okay? We spoke many times. The job of the ego is to block perspective. Right? We always spoke about the importance of surrendering because that allows the light in. But we have to think about it in an area. And this is very similar to the word chole. Chole in Hebrew means sick. Anytime we're sick in a part of our body, it's because we're halal. We're missing a part, missing the divine in our body. It means if you're healthy, you have 100% Hashem inside of you. You have divine light. But any area of your life, there's a chole. You're sick, it's because there's a diminishing of divine light. We know already that 90% of doctor's visits can be fixed with stress because they're stress-related. So think about every area of your life, there's a missing light in that area. And your job, obviously, is to bring the light back. Pretty much. Seems so simple. If the light's not working, it's because I'm obstructing the light from coming in. My job is to bring the light back into, the, into that area of our, of our lives. And this is what he says, that the difficult areas in our life, it's not, remember, it's, it's because God is, is concealed in a way to, let, to allow that light in. Gratitude is one of the greatest ways to allow the light in because we know that our, our sages say when they, this is exactly why in our, even in our prayers we constantly sing in our prayers and we're constantly saying hallelujah, hodu in areas of our prayers and there's four different worlds that we go through in our prayers and every single world we go through in our prayers in, in the Amidah, in the Shemar Nesrei in the, in the songs it's because you're going through different worlds in every single world there's, a, there's all kinds of judgments and we have to sing to get out of those judgments. So this is a concept of allowing the divine light. When a person is grateful and joyful, he's ultimately accepting everything. And this is exactly what Reb Nachman says in Lesson 172, and then we'll get to the laws of gratitude. But you, you need to understand, I, if I go on a bad date, okay, and I'm attracting the wrong person, that night I have to go cry out to God and ask Him for, to help me. It's not to be turning to despair or, or, or to say that the, the dating is the problem. It's because I'm not attracting. There's a concealment of light. If I had the right light, I would have the right people in my life. If I had the right, if I was, if I had the light, I would have the right relationships in my life. My shalom bai would be good. But any time, think about 
when a person is going through marital issues because there's divine light is missing. There's a divine light is missing in the house. This is why our sages say when there's peace in the house, the Shekhinah is in the house. Very much because somebody had to make peace. So somebody in one of the two, either the husband or the wife, subdued their ego in order for the sake of peace. They went against their honor for the sake of God's honor. That's the only reason why there's peace in that house. So the same thing in, in, in our lives. God's really sending us people in our lives constantly to, to, to show us that if we're not attracting the right people in our lives, it's because our relationship with our Creator it needs, it, there's a missing light there. And the, to the extent that we fix the light spiritually, the spiritual, the physical light will be fixed. So going on a bad date, going on a uh, attracting terrible business partners is telling you, <laughs> wake up in the morning and start bringing that light in. And Rav Nachman says in Lesson 172, he says, whatever a lack a person experiences, be it children or livelihood or health, is entirely from the person himself. Is entirely from the person himself. For the light of God is constantly flowing upon a person, but because of his deeds, he makes a shadow for himself, so that God's light does not reach him. And according to his deeds is a shadow that's cast, that blocks God's light. According to how picky you are, less chance you're going to get married. To the extent, more pickier, less chance of getting married. Because you're, you're there to help your partner grow, not to come with a package. You're not there to come with a toothbrush to a relationship and so let's say, let's get married tomorrow. You know, otherwise there'd be golden toothbrushes out there. But you're not there to just come with a toothbrush and come into a relationship like you're going to a hotel, an all-inclusive package. But this is the, what the world is seeing. Where can I get this all-inclusive package where I can just bring a toothbrush and get married? And why am I not getting it? <laughs> it's because you're in the wrong mission. You're playing offense when you should be playing defense. You just, you're in the wrong field. You're coming to give to a relationship. You don't come to take. Rule 101, you go to a relationship to give, not to take. Bottom line, you go become a taker, you're going to lose, guaranteed. Because you're never going to get what you, what you expected in life. Thus, the lack which experiences according to the deed that's shadowed the cast. Ramachal telling you, super simple. You're, there's a shadow over it. There's a divine light that's missing. The ego doesn't allow that light into, in, in it. So sometimes things have to get so bad in life. So it forces you to surrender to allow the light in. Now behold, the shadow comes from a material thing opposite a spiritual thing. For example, the material of a tree or a stone opposing the light or sun of the moon. Likewise, a solar lunar eclipse, it blocks the earth's shadow. Also, the sun itself is a material that casts upon a shadow. Therefore, according to the person's materialism or his, his, his ego or his deeds, this creates a shadow that does not allow God's light and his influx of bounty to come in. But if a person nullifies himself so that he's not part of this world, he does not make a shadow of his light. One of the greatest ways to do this is to recognize you know nothing. When you're going through a, tr a, a tremendous challenge in life, to say, God, please open up my mind. I know nothing. You would not give any, when you recognize that you're the cause of the, any kind of, that your perspective is the problem, then automatically you go straight into, I know nothing. Because I don't want any, I don't want any blockages to the shadow. I want to be radically open-minded to opportunities, to challenges. It's only my perspective of reality that causes the shadow, doesn't allow the light to come in. This is why it's so important to have friends, to ask your friends for perspective. Hi, hi. 
What's going on? How do you think I'm looking at this? You think I'm looking at this the right way? Yes or no? And he'll usually tell you a, a, a perspective without the emotional turmoil. So we always want to ask friends. Oh, we want to pray. Hashem, give me a proper perspective. Or you want to ask people. But you always want to question your own perspective if you're suffering or going through something situation. And the essence of God's light is His glory because the Holy One created His light for His glory. I have created my glory. This is the meaning His whole glory fills the world. That is, He nullifies the whole world and He's not part of the world. Rabbi Nachman says, how is it possible for a person to have money and spirituality at the same time? Usually they don't go together. Usually, our sages say, if you pray to the north, you get wisdom. If you pray to the south, you get wealth. The menorah versus the, the shochan. So how do you do it? You see some people praying north, you see some praying, praying south in Shul. Rabbi Nachman says, pray like you don't exist. You're not north, you're not south, you're nowhere. By having tremendous humility, you can get both spirituality and wealth at the same time. You don't exist. You don't exist here, and you don't exist there. You don't exist anywhere. You're automatically allowing the light in. And this is what the meaning. The wisdom, the wise will inherit the glory. This is because wisdom stems from nothingness. This is from Job. Wisdom stems from nothingness. And it's funny, we were just talking about yesterday, I was talking to one of my, somebody in Shul, we were giving a shir before, before class, and he says, beautiful. You know, we always talk about the concept of ma. Mom is the ultimate name of surrender to God. But if you add, normally people either go into Lama, why is this happening, or Ma. Lama is, why is it happening? Ma is, I don't know anything. So you can see the difference between the Lamid and the Ma. One letter screws up the whole thing. Why is it happening versus Ma. What, what, who am I? And then Rabbi Nachman says in this Torah, when God displays a joyous countenance, then life is good for the world. The reverse is true, God forbid. Similarly, when the tzaddik displays a joyous countenance, it's good for the world. This is the meaning. See, therefore, I am placing before you, lifnehem, means before you, today, both a blessing and a curse. Specifically, the word lifnehem has the word panim. Panim means your face, your state, your vibe, etc., and this is exactly what, according to my face, is my blessing. According to my state of balance, is my, is my blessing. Rabbi Nachman says here, to the degree that a person nullifies himself before God, according to that, he reflects the light of the countenance above. When a person is able to do that, therefore nothing can block the light of God's countenance. No shadow, to, so, to the extent that I work on, the more self-nullification I do, the more I go into bittel, the more I really work on my midot rawat. Let's say, for example, I get hurt. I'm a person that gets insulted. And I take everything personal. To the extent, and that could be blocking me from growing. Because I will avoid uh, difficult people in my life. Or I'll be in a very safe space where I'm never going to get worried about getting hurt. But really, that's going to stop you from growth. So how do you fix that? So you work on yourself and your self-esteem. To the extent that you work on self-esteem, you work on your on getting rid of these uh, beliefs that people are out to get you or, or you're not good enough, this is what they're talking about you. To the extent that you work on yourself in that area, then you can walk into a room and you can walk into any work, any situation, and you will never be insulted again because you will make it about you. Do you understand? That person will ultimately become more successful because he's, he, put, he got himself to a state of ma. He got himself to a state of becoming a, a, an observer to the world. 
or, or anything. But this is the issue in life. It's not that the, the divine light is hidden with us in that situation. It's a concealment of light. This is exactly why we're going through that issue. To take this Torah to the next level. Okay? Just before we get to that, and this is exactly why it's very, very important. You have to be alone to do this. You have to be alone. You have to observe yourself like a third party. Imagine, watch yourself on 24 hours and watch yourself. How do you react to people? How do you speak to people? What bothers you? What doesn't bother you? This is very, very important to be alone because without being alone, you can never get rid of these shadows that are allowing the light to come in. But today, because of these the buildup of stress and the buildup of, of things, people say, I don't want to be lonely, so I don't want to be alone. So I need to be busy all the time. But meanwhile, you just need to be busy because you don't want to face yourself that's allowing you, by being alone is where you're going to get the results where you could be alone in peace. I'm, look, I'm so forward looking to this relationship, to this uh, trip. I get to be alone. I get to be alone, relax. God forbid I need to be busy all the time. That's a, it's a bad sign that you need to constantly be with people all the time. You need some time alone because without being alone, you can never get to the level of bitto. You can never let to, to, to recognize, to do deep work that needs to be done. And then Ram Nachman says in Lesson 89, just to show you before we get into this concept, it says, Behold, it is known that whatever a person lacks, whether spiritually or physically, they want that in the Divine Presence too. That the want is also. So this is not two things. Number one, we just spoke about that God's light is coming down to you no matter what. It's just a problem with the receiver. That the light, we're blocking, we're not allowing the light in. Number two, heaven wants to give it to you more than you can imagine. That's another concept. The divine is in the same pain as you are. Whether you're not married, he's also in pain. Whether you don't have parnasa, he's also in tremendous pain. The divine presence is exactly in the same pain. It's a mirror above. This is what Kabbalah says. As below, so is above. If there's a lack above, there's a lack below. But the problem is, the above is trying to communicate with the below, and the below is not listening. That's the problem. This is why Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 67, that how do you know you are close to your soul? Your quality of prayer. Your quality of prayer is how you know you're close to your soul. Because through prayer, God communicates with you. And then you learn Torah, you communicate with Him. The same concept. So Rabbi Nachman says, that Behold, it is known that whatever a person lacks, whether spiritually or physically, that divine is also in the divine presence. But when a person knows this, that they want is above and below, he should be upset that, oh my God, heaven wants this and I'm not meeting expectations. The normal reaction would be, I feel shame and guilt that I'm not hitting heaven's expectations because this is what heaven wants me to be married. Why am I not hitting it? So the normal reaction would be shame and guilt and why am I not doing it? I'm not good enough, etc., Opposite. You should feel so lucky that your, that your creator has specifically created a divine, divine relationship with you that he's constantly communicating with you to give you the hint on what you need to fix. Complete opposite. We will say, well, I'm not married, something's wrong with me. No, your creator specifically won. And when Rav Nachman read this Torah first, he was upset. Wow, I'm, I should be upset. I'm not hitting heaven's expectations. Opposite. You should be so grateful that your Creator is talking to you and speaking to you constantly. And this is what he's saying here. What am I? What is my life? 
for the king himself informs me of what I, his, his wants are? Is there any greater glory than the God communicating with you and showing you obvious signs to get you to fix whatever it needs to fix? Does it need to show you five dates in a row that are, that are, that are, that are completely off to show you you're not attracting the right one? But today we don't have this mindset. We have a pill for an ill mindset. We have a pill for an ill. There's an ill, go get a pill. We don't have any deep work. We don't work on the roots. The fruits are a reflection of the roots. This, is, this should bring you tremendous joy. This is why you have to say thank you for your problems. Because your creator is talking to you. A king of kings who's ruined the whole world is customizing his whole life just for you. That, I think, is a tremendous benefit. Or how many people have distanced themselves. And it gets worse. It's only this. But you, you recognize, oh my God. He's, my, even every single thing, I'm con- constantly recognizing that my Creator wants me to grow. And this is what Rabbi Nachman tells us. The want below is felt by a person who since caused him to, to be denied of God's blessings. It causes the same pain. Just like we give an example the father wants the son to be more clean than the, than the son that wants to be clean. Every father wants his son to be, to, to be clean from drugs more than the son wants. The want is in the father too. The father sending the son to treatment, that pain is the father's pain. It's not just the son's pain and not the father's pain. They are in it together. The same thing. Our creator is in this thing together with us. And when he gets the biggest joy, you know the joy that I get when, when I get parents to say, I'm so happy that my son is, is clean and changed my life. He's happier than the son. The father's in a different, the father, you can't imagine where the father is. He's in cloud nine. It's the same thing with our creator. He, the want in heaven is greater than the want below. Which is, it's an unbelievable mercy on God that he has not given up on us even though we have given up on ourselves. So this is where Rabbi Rush ties this together. When you recognize this, that your creator is creating, is customizing the world just for you. Just for you. And he gives another example that we can now understand what the Talmud's teaching where Moshe, we refers to Moshe Rabbeinu, observing the burning bush. Moshe understood that God was suffering together. Where did he reveal to us? In heaven? In the burning bush. I know where you are. You're in the burning bush. I'm here with you. So he's so much holding our hands for this challenge. But he wants us to do the deep introspection. So, so Rabbi Rush has a beautiful concept that the problem is the divine light is not hidden. And if the divine light is not there, the Yeshua is not there. So it's always telling us clear, Hashem, am I always looking at Please give me perspective, Hashem. Give me perspective. I know nothing. I've told you how many times I know nothing. Save me from myself. These are the prayers that I say all the time. Save me from myself. Just give me the proper perspective. Because I know it's not the lights. That, I know it's not the problem with the light. It's never a problem with the light. It's a problem with the receiver not being able to see the light because of the shadows, whether it could be an Ashalom Bide issue, an ego, I'm not getting respect enough. Or it could be Parnassa, why am I not making more money than this guy? Or, or it could be dating, how come she's getting married and I'm not getting... This is all egotistical blocks that are not allowing the light to come into your life. These are all the blocks that we have to really, really remove in our lives. And, because, and the bottom line is the divine light is not revealed to you in that moment. It's the bottom line. It's the divine light. It's not that that light, it's, you're not getting the divine light. So if it's, if it's, if it's singles... 
I tell them you need to be more open-minded and go to a relationship to give and get out of yourself. That's how you let the light, divine light in. But if you always come with a book of expectations, what you need, etc., what do you think you're going to get? You're going to get more and more and more blockages so that we can't get married. Or if, we, God forbid, we go through a, a bad business deal and all of a sudden we develop fear that everybody cheats on us in business, you, you'll never have a good relationship in business because you already come with baggage from other relationships. That baggage blocks the light from coming in. Or anything from the past, you have to recognize you need to dump it because that past is blocking the future light. You really, really have to work on emptying your mind, emptying your vessel to be recreated every day. I can't tell you how much I stress that to you enough. And I think I've proved that to you how it works. You have to constantly recreate yourself daily because you want to allow the light to come in daily. Because otherwise the light does not come in if there's a blockage. This is the job of the ego. Edges God out. And what does the ego do? Puts his own perspective on what, what, it, what is good or what is not good. So Rabbi Rush is telling us here, if you're going through a difficult period in your life where you're experiencing some kind of suffering, then as long as you feel Hashem's presence, and as long as you're aware that He's by your side, then side suffering with you, then you're not alone, then it's much easier that you're dealing with this. Because you know it's your Creator's constantly, He's telling, He's showing you what you need to fix, but He's there telling you how to fix it. That's a very big sense of relief than being left completely abandoned to a world of uncertainty, etc. So he says here that when you have gratitude for this challenge, or you have gratitude for a situation, gratitude is a muna, but gratitude is a muna on the highest level. Because gratitude is not saying, please God fix me situation. Gratitude is, I'm so happy that I'm growing through the situation. I'm so happy that you've personally ch- checked your divine and you came all the way from heaven and you came to speak to a mortal being like me. That is the gratitude. The gratitude is that he's still holding next to you. Just like you would be grateful for, your, for a friend that helped you. You would be grateful for a therapist. Even though you're not out of the situation. But you know you're growing through that. Even though you're going through tremendous pain. But at least you're not alone doing it. And this is what he's saying here. If you want to save yourself, you have to sign the Amuna contract. If you want Hashem to send you a certain salvation, you have to sign the Yamuna contract. The contract contains several clauses. Number one, that He's going to give us that. That Hashem is good and He only does good. Hashem always loves you and there's no evil in the world. Hashem is compassionate. Hashem suffers when you suffer. Hashem suffers because of your lack and Hashem wants you to have no deficiencies. These are the clauses in the contract. Just exactly what I said here. Remember, He loves you, like we just said. He wants to give more than He wants to take. The, the, and he's contracting just to speak to you. I believe he got this pamphlet from these two Torahs. That he got this whole, uh, he, he just made it much easier, Rabbi Rush. But the four concepts that he loves you, there's no evil in the world. There's no evil that he can do to you, even though the, the problem looks evil. Okay? Hashem is compassionate. When he suffers, you suffer. Hashem suffers because of your lack. However, the contract is invalid unless you sign it. What is your signature? Your signature is when you say if you want, then I want to. Shem, you want me to have a bad date? I'm going to have a bad date. If you don't want me to make money this month, I also don't want to make money this month. You're not, you're not basically resisting what is. You're accepting exactly where you are, what moment. Hashem, you want me to lose the contract with this? Thank you, Hashem, I want to lose the contract. Thank you, Hashem. You understand? When you have this content, the signature on the contract is thank you, Hashem, for the bad date. 
but not from a uh, Amazon uh, Alexa mindset. Alexa, say thank you for my problems. No, from a mindset of I know there's sufficient, there's a deficiency in heaven that you're sending me a much bigger picture. But I right now I'm I'm lacking that ability to receive this light because there's many many shadows. This is exactly why we go to therapists to remove the shadows, to remove the concepts. This is exactly why we want to learn all the time because we know there's something wrong. We know there's something blocking the light. We know there should be better. Deep down inside, we know we can get do better. We know we can be in better shape. We know we can be in a better spiritual state. But we know that there's, there's a blockage. Clearly, that's not allowing that light in, in, our, in our lives. So when you're sing, when you sing the signature, you're basically the beginning because you can't change anything you don't accept. This is a, a law of nature. If you don't accept it, you can't change it. So what he's saying here is, first you have to say, I want what you want. I want what you want. When you say, I want what you want, with t- tremendous acceptance, that allows you to get to the next level of change because you can't change something you don't accept. And you can't change something you're not aware of. So you see the problem? Awareness. First you need awareness of the situation that's constantly happening. That allows you to accept it. Then you can change it. But today we, don't, we, we, we deny the, the first step. We, we, we deny the awareness. We deny it. And then we can't even change something we're, not, we're denying. This is why you never want to blame somebody. You never want to be in, in, in project because this doesn't even get you to the first base. First base, at least you have to be aware of what's going on. Yes, I have an issue with this. Yes, I have a problem with Shalom If I don't have that issue, if I don't have that awareness, I can never even get to acceptance. So you need awareness, acceptance, then change comes. Has to be those three steps. The awareness is, is made obvious in heaven, but sometimes you won't listen to it. And sometimes people say, this is a very common thing. You know, you'll meet people that are older in their age, and they're like, well, you know what? Why don't you change? Why don't you just change now? It's never too late. What am I going to do with 10 years that I wasted? That's also a problem people have. They're afraid to, to waste this. You know, I had a couple that they got divorced and the wife made, recognized she made a tremendous mistake and she wants to get back with her husband. Not you. Don't worry. Not you. So I told her, just go say I'm sorry and tell him that you, how you feel, etc. But what am I going to do with the two years that I lost? The milk spilt. <laughs> what do you want to do now? So now the problem is, okay, I know what I need to do. I know what's right to do. But the two years, she's worried about waste. I'm so upset and depressed over the two years. I don't have the head to do it. <laughs> what do you do now? You can't also you know, become like the guy who invented Kentucky Fried Chicken. He, he, he made money when he was 80 years old. What's the difference? What's the difference? We also cannot have that time element that I wasted time in the past. That's also a job of the Sahara. Well, he'll give you the, okay, this is what you need to do, but what am I going to do with all this past? Many times people in recovery. Well, what's the point of getting clean when I'm 50 years old? Because maybe from 50 or 60, you have the greatest years of your life. Not easy to say that, but this is also a, 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 a Yetzirah stopping people. Once they do get the awareness, once they do get the, but what, now I'm going to start doing this now? This is why Rav Nachman says, just deal with young people. Don't get... He specifically went after young people. He did not macar people that were very, very... Because very complicated people, you're not going to change them. 
But if you get them when they're young-minded, it doesn't seem age, they can change. But you, there's a certain level where a person reaches. Even Rabbi Nachman says, don't bother. <laughs> because there's a certain level in a person's life, he's so set on his ways that even, even if he has the answer, you know, he'll tell you, well, what's the point of winning the lottery if I have to pay taxes? This is pretty much the lottery, the mindset. What's the point? What's the point? I have to pay taxes. What? Pretty much you're saying the same thing. What's the point of winning the lottery? I have to pay taxes. We still get 60% of it, but I don't get 100, so I'd rather have nothing. Unfortunately, this is a mindset today. Believe it or not, this is a mindset. If I don't get the 60, I'd rather get nothing. If I don't get 100, I'd rather get nothing. This is also, God forbid, a mindset that people have today, unfortunately. So Rabbi Rush is telling us, first you have to accept. Be aware, aware, accept it, then you can change it. And then he says there's four rules. Number one, these are the four expressions of love that God gives you. Number one, Hashem suffers when I suffer, and He's willing to suffer is because without a doubt, He knows it's absolutely the best for me. Number two, Hashem wants to give me all the best and He wants to rescue me and He gives, and he gives if He gives up His wish, it's because this is also the best for me. Number three, Hashem will always be happy when I get my salvation and my lack is provided for. This is the greatest joy. Therefore, if Hashem renounces His own joy, without a doubt, it is because it's the best for me. And Hashem loves me and certainly does the best for me. These are the four expressions of His love. That is all your Creator, He wants you to win. This is why you should never think when you have a salvation, oh my God, it's not going to stay with me. It's going to leave me. This is out of fear. It's called sabotage. Hashem wants to give you. The Father does not want the Son to relapse again. He wants Him to stay clean. We are so afraid because we have not allowed our Creator in to recognize how much abundance of love God has for, for all of us. And this is why we come up with all this Yetzirah. Yetzirah wraps us up with all kinds of confusions. But this is why it's very, very important, I can't stress this enough, to have a specific time to be able to talk to your Creator and, 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 and have that conversation with Him. If you don't, can't have a conversation with Him, you'll never get to the awareness. If you don't have the awareness, you'll never get to the, to the acceptance, and then you get to, can't get to the change. Because you think you're going to be able to accept something without, without a prayer? Impossible! And the whole world is fighting lack of acceptance. The whole world is, is fighting lack of awareness. Addictions, anger, depression. What do you think the whole world is fighting today? We have the recipe in our hands. But you have to believe the concept that the, the, the only reason I'm not seeing, it, it's, a, it's a concealment of light. If you read the Parsha this week, it's exactly what happens. Hashem opened up Hagar's eyes. Hashem opened up Hagar's eyes and she saw the well. The well was there. <laughs> it's there the whole time. Hashem opened up her eyes. She was dying of thirst. Yet Hashem opened up her eyes and she saw the well. Read the Parsha this week. Exactly what it says. The well was there the whole time. So we need to understand this. How do you start this? You at least dedicate 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, to have a private conversation with your Creator. That's how you start this process. If you don't have those 15 minutes a day, you're having a lot of in input, but no output. So without, the, without that 15 minutes, something, you need to create that steady time where you get to this deep work. And then you'll see the difference in your awareness. 
you'll see the difference in the people you date. You'll see the difference in the relationships you get. You'll, be, you'll have clarity, because this is one of the things that Rabbi Nachman says in, in Lesson 15, that his bodhidut is a concept of Ein Sof. What does Ein Sof mean? To be able to see from one end of the world to the end, other end of the world. Do you understand what that means? When you can see from one end of the world, this is exactly what, what Adam and Chava had. They were able to see from one end of the world to the end of the world until they sinned. His bodhidut is a light. Talking to God is a light of Ein Sof where you're able to see clarity in your particular level. Seeing from one end to the other world it could be having clarity and being aware of what needs to be changed then accepting what is, and then you'll see salvation in all kinds of areas of your life. Can't stress this enough to you how much more we're so distracted today. We feel alone. We feel lonely. But you need to recognize feeling alone is good. Loneliness comes from not doing any spiritual work, being stressed with all the stuff that's given to you, and not handling it the right way. Hashem help us all that we should all get a major zahut. We should all grow. And, get, and, guess, and guess what? The more you grow, the more you become a partner with your creator. Because you can't, if you enjoy something, there's a new restaurant that opened up in Miami. Okay, great kosher restaurant. First thing you do, you like it? What do you tell? You tell people about it. <laughs> Did you go to this restaurant? Did you tell? Same thing, one of the greatest ways to build your amuna is to talk about to others how great God is. You go to a great restaurant, you tell other people about it. You don't keep it to yourself. I never heard of a guy keeping it to yourself. Wow, what an unbelievable restaurant. Where, where, where? Same thing. When you're promoting Amuna, it's, it's a chance, it's, it's really renewing your own Amuna because that means it's became part of you. Have a great day. Great. Great. Great.